Sinead, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Very Looking good. forward to lockdown. <laughs> aren't we all? Aren't we all? So Sinead, yeah. you joined Hope Capital at the start of this year. Tell us about your new yeah. role and what excites you about Hope's proposition and potential. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I joined Hope at the end of January, which was really exciting. Um, I was interested interested even to join Hope because I think they, just their outlook and how they manage the team and how they um, look after the people that work here is really important. It's important to me as an employee uh, to work somewhere like that. They have won a number of awards. They won the um, Women in Finance Award for most inclusive employer which I always think is a really good especially in this kind of industry I think it's a good accolade to have so yeah it was good to join team are great Jonathan's lovely so yeah all good exciting times how have you found it I hate to talk about the pandemic but how have you found it obviously joining a new team during a pandemic managing everything either from home or going into the office a few days a week how is it managing broker relationships at the moment is it is it trickier than you thought it would be yeah, I mean, I think at the first the first lockdown when it happened, I think everything ground to a halt because nobody knew what to do and they were all a bit like, oh, we can't get anything moving. Um, second time around, which was when I joined Hope, it's been a lot easier. Uh, there were processes in place for people working at home. We used Teams um, in the office, which was great because even though you're not sat in the office, you can video call people a little bit like this have a chat with them and um, did my induction with the team all over teams and um, so I met them all on here it was really weird when they walked in because people are either a bit shorter than you expected or loads taller and you're like oh didn't think that um, but the team in place here at Hope and I think it's testament to the work that Jonathan has done when he set it up and Gary obviously when he's joined later on um, the culture is just fantastic and everybody just really wants to work hard and get you know the deals across the line they've done everything they can do They've all been really friendly. So I always think um, as well, I always say to any team that I'm managing, I don't want to manage you. I'd rather you manage me. So come and tell me what kind of things you need from me. Don't have me coming to you saying, have you done this? Have you done that? And to be fair to all of them, they're fantastic with that. So yeah, it's been great. Really good to hear. Fantastic. Looking yeah. back, I guess, uh, taking you back 12 months ago, what do you think were some of the biggest challenges, obviously with working from home, with deals kind of grinding to a halt as you say what what were some of the biggest challenges across all the lenders in the market I think professionally for the lenders it was the lack of we couldn't get valuers out to properties because they just weren't allowed to go in I think there was a you know you know rightly so people were scared to be um in close contact with people so that kind you couldn't get any valuations done mm-hmm. um you couldn't go into your solicitors because they were short and obviously you need wet signatures on certain things there was a, a whole issue with the land registry and things being put, you know, noted down there. Um, but I think probably that kind of blip in the road with the pandemic has helped us get to a more streamlined and efficient way of working. So professionally, I think those were the challenges originally. And uh, personally, it was just having two children walking in when I was on Zoom calls and team calls. And um, I remember on one of them, my eldest son, who's nearly 18, decided to get out of the shower and walk in with his boxer shorts on. And I was just like, I am so sorry. And it's like, I'm sorry. And he's six foot four, like walking in. And I'm thinking, oh, I was like, that's my son. And they were like, what? Like, yeah. 
so yeah brilliant was that one recorded was that session recorded or was that yeah I think yeah, yeah. I think it was recorded and I was just like they were laughing and it, and it was funny and I think I've, everybody's probably got a story like that whether it's an animal or a, a boyfriend girlfriend husband wife or child that's done it um but yeah I mean yeah I found that hard it's nice for me now it's nice we've got a bit of a mix we're working from home and coming in the office which I think you know looking after everybody's health and well-being and safety that seems to be the best way to do it at the minute you get a nice mix yeah of both sounds worlds. like a good balance yeah really good turning now to talk about some of the intermediaries that you work with what are you hearing as some of the challenges that are facing brokers at the moment um I think with the stamp duty relief that was brought out there was just an absolute influx of people wanting to uh, transact on just normal resi properties so I think where brokers wanted to do more bridging loans they were just doing more term loans which is great income for them but they were seeing maybe fewer bridging loans coming through I think that's picking back up again now I think it's a very social industry um this the specialist lending so you kind of miss that interaction that you get it's all well and good doing a presentation in somebody's building and explaining this is what we do but really the relationships are built after that when you're just having a conversation as two people and that trust is built and they want to send that over so I think we've really um that that bit's been missing for a lot of people you can do it on zoom but it's not the same and all the pub quizzes and um, whatever else you do zoom quizzes I mean I am all zoom quizzed out now I don't think I want to do another one um, but yeah I think that's been the biggest challenge for them and also with it being social I think a lot of brokers have really felt the isolation of being in the house on their own especially some of them live on their own and not with anyone else and I, you know I think that would have been really really difficult at least I had two children to keep me entertained <laughs> yeah definitely what do you think it takes to become the intermediary lender of choice it's a competitive market out there what, what's everybody doing to gain that advantage do you think um it's so competitive it's such a competitive industry which mm. I actually love and hate at the same time I think that it's a revolving position and I think at some point you're going to be at the top of it because you've got the product that's hot at that moment or you've got a relationship that's hot and it's just you've got that magic mix and it's working but then another lender will come in and they'll go out with a product that's slightly more competitive so you've got to go back to the drawing board and do it which I think really we you know we think about the end user in the specialist lending is the borrower it's fantastic for them because they're getting a really competitive product we've completely moved the reputation of the industry away from the wild west version of it that people used to think it was a wild west of lending I don't think it is that anymore and um, yeah, I think we're giving borrowers a very competitive product, which then pushes us more towards a mainstream type of industry. Yeah. Do you think lenders are competing more on product than, than they are on service or is it a bit of both? I think it's a bit of both. I mean, I think and I think it depends on the borrower. Some borrowers will just be rate chasers, which I completely understand. And other people, it's like you or I or anybody, you know, sometimes I'll pay some a little bit more for something because I know I'm going to get a better service. Um, whereas buy cheap sometimes you buy twice for want of a better phrase so I think as a lender for us it's really important to do a fantastic service and also to be competitive you've touched on a few themes already and I know you mentioned uh, obviously in the pandemic how difficult it was to get things like wet signatures and we're seeing now the industry moving towards more of a standard really when it comes to embracing new technologies 
do yeah. you at Hope welcome the move towards more of an electronic signature? What's how's that playing out in the market or across your your partners? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I probably should have said that was another reason that I wanted to that I, I looked to move and I moved to Hope. I and Matthew will tell you I was a massive advocate of Nevo from the very beginning. I think like oh. four years ago, I was like, this thing is going to be revolutionary. We need to get it in. Um, but and I understand people's reluctance to do it at the time you know they think no no they want to see it they want to read it they want to sign but I was so used to doing everything off my phone I did a mortgage application on my phone didn't go in and sign anything you've got the two-factor authentication so you know it's safe and you've done all of that and I think everything is moving into a more streamlined way you know I could be in Spain and could apply for my mortgage application I could be there for three weeks and still do it so I think it's going to be for the generation that's coming through and also the older generations that are alive to it, I think it's really important because it's so much more efficient. Let's get rid of paper, like flipping out. There's tons of paper that's printed off and it's not necessary. You know, you can go through it on an iPad and go through it on that. What's that other thing called? Like you can almost write it. It feels like you're writing on paper, but you're not. You're saving yeah, yeah. all your notes on there. Um, and I think, yeah, let's just do it for, for a ton of reasons. It's quicker, it's more efficient. And you've got somewhere to store it straight away. You're not going to lose a piece of paper and it's better for the environment. Yeah, very good. I mean, I was speaking to Laura not that long ago. She was saying one of her clients had signed it on a building site. I thought that was just exactly what yeah, it's amazing. It? Yeah, it's just the convenience factor. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. So I guess the big question at the moment, and we get this all the time, in specialist lending, it is a lot about the human touch. It's about the relationship. Yeah. Do you think technology can still play a role in this market? Yeah, I think, you know, underwriting deals, you're always going to have to have those conversations and you might have, yeah, I'm sure for certain products, it can be like a sausage factory from one of a better mm-hmm. phrase where you can do artificial um, intelligence for your underwriting and that can just plow through because it fits in this perfect box. Specialist lending, as much as we'd all love it to be in all the deals to be vanilla, they're not. There's an edge to it or there's something that doesn't quite fit that you can get comfortable with, but you're only going to get comfortable after you've had that conversation. And I think you can be much more efficient and quicker if you know when it's time to have a conversation, when it's time to actually let's replace that with a more efficient like technological process email it to someone whatsapp it you've got the similar to whatsapp type messaging service in nevo you know how many of us are without a phone now if you think yeah. about it you know years and years ago we didn't even think about taking our phone out now it's like oh my god i've not got my phone i can't mm-hmm. go out let me find it and everything's done on there you know i can do my food shopping on there I can log into my banking i can pay my bills i can send money to jacob's school dinner money like if he's run out everything's done on it so I think we have to move with the times yeah brilliant and finally I only found this out when I googled you in preparation for this interview today but uh, you had quite a different career before you joined the world of specialist lending are we going to see a return to you on our telly box anytime soon interview. Um, yeah I mean people yeah people do google it and find out about it and they mentioned it to me when I came here and I said it's the same as working at like I worked in a pub and collected glasses it was something that I did and I was really lucky to it I loved doing it at the time um but I completely grew out of it I don't like being the center of attention um 
my friends do I don't I hate it and I yeah it's no I won't be going back <laughs> got asked to go back to Hollyoaks but said no <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean they killed me off how they were going to bring me back I don't know but I was like no thanks it's not for me <laughs> fantastic and final final okay. question any yeah. predictions for the year ahead obviously we've had a bit of a shocker the last 12 months is yeah. there anything that you think will be driving hope or you personally forward in the next couple of years? I think um, I think the property market is fairly robust. I read something the other day, I need to do a bit more investigation into it, that we're going to run out of um, houses in the certain, like up to maybe 600 grand worth of value. So I'm going to look at that because I was like, maybe we should look at doing more land if that's the case and get building um, houses on them. Um, but I think the property market, it always goes in dips and troughs and it always recovers and it comes back. You've just got to be able to ride out when it is difficult. I think hope is very robust in its funding lines and in the way we approach business. So we can weather any storm like we did with the pandemic. And I think, you know, I hope most all of the businesses do get through the pandemic. But I do think you'll have uh, um, a group of them that don't. And then you'll just be in a stronger position in the industry. Uh, for me, I just want to keep progressing in my career and keep, you know, getting money out of the door for hope, growing hope to the levels that they want to get to. And yeah, retire when I'm 50. Did used to say 40, but now it's 50. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. No, it sounds really exciting. And Sinead, thank yeah. you so much for joining me today. I've really no enjoyed this one. All the thank best. You. Thank you. You too. See you later.